know, I think about money, I think about freedom rather than tangible notes. You know, I think I've been told that money is abundant and money is energy and it is flowing. And that when I learned that, that felt great and very reassuring. Welcome to Her Money Club Stories. We do not talk about budgets, retirement, or the hustle and grind here. We talk about money, time, and energy freedom. We are here to reimagine our relationship with money, to collaborate and celebrate other women who are doing the same. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to explore your passions and monetize your skills and talents and what lights you up? Can you even make money and a living living that kind of life? You can. Her Money Club allows you to explore all of the possibilities to create the time, money, and joy your heart desires deep down. Tune in as we guide you in reimagining your relationship with money. You can find us for further episodes at financialfitnessunleashed.com slash podcast. Special note, we are accepting applications for season two. We would love to support you on your journey with money mindset, leaving a corporate job, step into business for yourself, or discussing how to build wealth. If you want more guidance in any of these areas, you can apply to be on Her Money Club Stories today at financialfitnessunleashed.com slash podcast. See you in there. Hello, and welcome everyone to Her Money Club Stories. We are excited to talk today about leaving your corporate job, starting a business, and everything in between. I'm so excited for today's conversation in reimagining your relationship with money because we have Sophie Morris here, and she is going to share her journey so far in creating (laughs) the money story that she wants and the business that she wants and really leaning into her passions and skills with that. So welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Sylvia, I would love for you to share a little bit about where you're at currently in this present moment. I know you mentioned some corporate background, but also starting a business recently. So go ahead and just share a little bit of that. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. I'm very, very excited to share with you. Um, Yeah. So for me, this is a very weird conversation to be having. And if I looked back and spoke to my younger self she probably wouldn't believe that I was here um in all honesty my auntie and other people have always told me that I would have my own business and I never wanted it I never saw that for myself corporate was something I've been very ambitious with I always saw that corporate ladder and made you know waves to climb it and the thought of maybe the, I guess in my mind, the lack of security with my own business, I couldn't see why people would want to do it. Um, and I couldn't see why people wouldn't want the benefits and the, the stuff that comes with working for a big brand, for example, which is, is where I used to work. So, yeah, something's clicked in me. And now I can't imagine anything different than running the business that I've started. So, yeah, do you want me to tell you a little bit more about, about that? Yeah, tell us about, I want to specifically hear about the inspired action that you took to start the business. Yeah. Hi, cool. So I think like a lot of people um, during the pandemic, that was my 
my eye opening. They say, don't they, 2020 vision, 2020 pandemic, and it really opened my eyes. So for me, my background, I'm a head of learning and development. I've been within this space for seven plus years, climbed that ladder, as I mentioned. Um, so I'm responsible for the APAC region and the EMEA region. Um, and for me, I always felt like I could not necessarily do more, but I felt like I was maybe capped in my career about how much money I could earn. But money genuinely isn't the be all and end all for me. I know it's important and I love it, um, but it's not the thing that I tended to go after. So the stuff that I used to go after, I remember saying to one of my previous managers before, like, I loved what I did so much. I was like, coming to work doesn't even feel like I get paid to do it. I just love what I do. So I've always felt like that, but I always wanted to climb. And I kind of never knew how I would get to the money goals that I had. So I would speak to my partner and I'd say, you know, I'm going to be a millionaire one day. And he'd laugh at me and be like, OK, yeah, whatever. Um, but I knew somewhere that that is true. And I still believe that that's true. So I just couldn't see how it would happen. So during the pandemic, um, I started joining a lot of webinars. I was doing a lot of personal development in the time that I had. And I started seeing people doing things that I thought I could do that. And then I could see, you know, when they got to the end of a webinar, how much they were charging for these things. And I was like, oh my gosh. And that's when I think my eyes opened. And then I did a lot, a lot, a lot of self-development, joined courses. I'm a big Tony Robbins fan. And when you say about inspired action, that is 100% probably where my confidence came from. So I, um, I started to play around with how I could pivot my skills. What would it look like to start my own business? What would I do um, that builds upon the experience that I have? Because I didn't want that to go to waste. And then um, I went to a, a UPW event that Tony was running. It was a virtual one. And he was just talking about all this inspired action stuff. And I was like, if that's not a sign, then I don't know what is. And yeah, that was kind of the turning point for me. I love it. Uh, one of the women in my mastermind probably went to a similar event, if not the same event you're re yeah. referring to. And like, she just turned so on fire after that event. It was yeah. phenomenal. So I love mm -hmm. that you engaged in that and really utilized that to help propel you to move forward. And I'm really curious to hear because um, Her Money Club has a course called Monetize Your Skills. And I think that is so important to understand the process of actually how to do that. So I'm curious to know like more in depth, how did you learn or decide like, okay, these are the skills I have in corporate. This is what, how it can apply over here in business. How did you make that mm -hmm. translation and, and information pivot? Yeah, good question. So um, I, one of the first webinars that I jumped on actually was about finding your passion. And I know that there's a lot of conversation going on right now about do you have to find a passion or, you know, what is it that you're looking for? Um, is it one thing? Is it many things? And so for me, I did in this in this webinar as in I made a list of things that I I could do things that I enjoyed, things that I didn't like, because I think that's actually really important as well to to not to know what you don't want to do um and like I say I just knew that I wanted the experience I've got I've, I've also got my master's in business psychology or occupational psychology so that I wanted to incorporate somehow so I just got you know a big sheet of A3 paper so I like to do I got my pens out and I kind of just mind mapped I guess what what do I do and what would I love to do if I could create a job for myself because I guess that's what your business is 
Um, and then what I did was extra research into the online space because that was quite a new thing to me. And I learned about this whole new world of online business managers who love efficiency and organization and systems, which are things that I love. Um, and then um, I also found out about course creation and I thought, oh my gosh, this is what I do anyway in my corporate. So that felt like a real easy um, pivot. And then also um, in the not online space, I hope to, that I haven't got this bit off the ground yet, but I hope to support corporate. So, you know, be like what I do in my corporate, but for other consultants, you know, for other businesses. So yeah I think that's what I did it was thinking about what do I do what is the need out there and then what do I need to to invest in to keep developing my skills so I've been on loads of courses since in the areas that I'm not familiar with so I've done a course about being an online business manager some certified in that now and you know just trying to make sure that I feel confident Mm -hmm. And I think you've spoken into something that is intangible, right? It's the confidence. So the more confidence someone has, the more I notice they will take the leap, they will take the jump. Yeah. So what, uh, so like having the education, having all these pieces to the puzzles, kind of what helped you jump. What would you say for someone, I don't know if this maybe was you at some point, what would you say to someone who has taken a lot of courses and, mm -hmm. you know, done a lot of the things, but still isn't comfortable or confident in taking the leap or really mm -hmm. starting the business and, and monetizing the business? Any thoughts you have around that? 100%. That was me. So I am um, definitely someone who struggled with feeling like if I didn't have a qualification in it, it wasn't for me. I think coming through the school system that I did, I was thinking about, oh, what degree will I need to, to go do this thing next or that thing next? And then meeting people, I remember I saw a quote and it was about, there's people out there with half the experience that you have doing what you want to do right now. And that when I read that, I thought, oh my gosh, yeah, I don't need to spend any more money and I don't need to spend any more time. Yes, there will be development areas, but at some point you've got to stop and go for it. And so that's what I've done. I've had OBM clients before I had done an OBM course, for example, but I knew what that client wanted and I knew I could do that. So I just did it and I figured it out along the way. And I think you have to draw a line between am I procrastinating because it's safe to stay in this zone of, I'm going to do another course and then I'll be ready. Like we say, we'll be ready when this and that, but at some point you have to do it. Um, and, and we're never me, ready. <laughs> exactly. We're never yeah, fully ready ever. 100%. I still feel like that now. And you, I think everybody has that sense of feeling like, oh, I'm winging this bit a bit. But I think that's the most people I speak to, everyone feels that way. So that's very comforting to know. But yeah, I think for me, the advice would be know where you're, development areas are and for sure find you know a way to upskill celebrate your success areas but then also draw the line go for it and then learn what you don't know as you do it yeah I love that you just said and celebrate your wins that's another area I find a lot of women don't do one because we're never taught to really celebrate mm -hmm. our wins and it's interesting because you'll see a lot of guys and and teams of guys they are constantly in celebration competition right yeah. like that energy that excitement and we're constantly looking at like what did we not do right how did it not go well how did it not do the thing yeah. that we wanted it to do right so it's just fascinating like how we get to really be in practice of celebration and the energy of that so that it can help us create momentum and the next win and the next win and the next win so 
Is there anything in particular you like to do to celebrate your money or celebrate your wins in general? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I'm probably guilty of being in the bracket of um, thinking, okay, well, what next? <laughs> I think, um, and as you know, I, again, from Tony Robbins, he talks about achiever mindset and how you know, we, we achieved one thing, we don't wait very long before we think, okay, what's the next thing? So I have tried to be more mindful about giving myself that time to reflect on the wins and the, okay, well, what did I learn? Um, but celebrations for me will always involve some sort of food or date night or cocktail. <laughs> so yeah, I usually wait till the end of the week and on a Friday, um, me and my partner and my dog will have some sort of mini celebration or I'll treat myself to something. But yeah, I, I guess I am more of the, let's go again, like, great, what do I need to do now with that win? And how can I, you know, if it's a client win, for example, what do they need? How can I service them? How can I give them what, what I've promised? Um, but yeah, I think it's important and I'm going to really try and keep time for that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And looking kind of at the opposite end, end of that lens in terms of challenges, is there any big challenge that you feel like you've overcome in this process, in this journey of really understanding that you get to have the transition into your passions and what you love? Yeah, I think there's um, quite a lot of guilt, if mm. that's fair to say. Um, mm. Last year, I got a lot more into my human design and exploring, you know, deep work and things then that I start to explore and you know I have a little look under the layers dare I look um and I have started to see that there's maybe this bit of guilt around well what I first thought was to my corporate because I you know I hear a lot of a narrative in the online space about leave your nine to five hate your nine to five and I don't I love 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 what I do so there's a part of guilt there about feeling like oh am I you know letting people down and then when I did a little bit deeper diving into that, there was actually a bit of guilt to myself, I think, for being so ambitious on that corporate ladder and almost feeling like I'm making myself start again in the corporate space, which I know um, in the online space, which I know is not the case with my own business. Um, and one of my amazing coaches, she was saying, well, now think about what gifts have you got? from your corporate and all that experience that you can now pivot and this is your journey and this is where it's meant to get you and that is really reassuring but I think there is a lot of guilt um that's maybe come up for me about feeling like you're, you're letting people down and um, maybe it's not the normal thing to do so you've got friends and family who maybe think you know why are you doing that and then that instills a bit of fear and a bit of mm, are they right is this the thing to do but then again I I keep my Instagram, for example, very positive and I just have a lot of positive quotes and messages. So when I have a day where I may feel, because we all do it, I feel like, oh gosh, is, is this the right thing to do? Then I see all these positive messages on, you know, my social media and stuff that are like, don't be average or whatever it may be and, and just keep going. And no, that's the other thing. I go back to why I'm doing it and that those feelings just something in me I'm a generator and that sacral like center I know this feels right that keeps That's me beautiful good. yeah and just anchoring in it sounds like to those feelings those emotions the why is super important right you yeah. can constantly be anchoring in into the why and being in practice of that that allows you to push through whatever mm -hmm. you know challenge might might be coming up and even the guilt I think yeah. I, I love that you brought up guilt because even just from a money lens standpoint, not only 
you know, talking about your passions and what you're enjoying yeah. and you're enjoying both sides of the table, which is phenomenal, right? You're enjoying yeah. still working your corporate job and you're enjoying yeah. building a business. And that is rare. Not a lot of people, one, enjoy both, but two, yeah. have that opportunity and the gift of like, you don't hate your job and that's okay, right? That's an option. So I'm so glad you brought it up for giving others the permission to love both too and to even continue with both and not even have to you know, go all in on your business because you do enjoy the safety and security and the benefits and you still have more outside of that, that maybe your job doesn't give you and both is okay. Is there any other part of that guilt that comes up, um, from the money standpoint? And if not, that's okay. I'm just curious. Um, so a little bit, but I'm working on it. <laughs> so I think, I'm quite a modest person. Um, I don't shout an awful lot about money. I don't, in my family, we don't talk an awful lot about money, for example. Um, I've been very fortunate. Um, I've, you know, I'm in a position where, you know, if I want something, I'll, I'll go get it within reason. I, I don't splurge. I'm quite sensible, but I, you know, I'm grateful for money. Um, I think... I read again a lot. I think sometimes I think, oh, should I think this? You know, when you read stuff and you you wonder if everybody else feels like that, should I be thinking that? And I read a lot about feeling guilt for making money. Um, you know, if you're making more money than maybe your peers or your family are making, how does that make you feel? And to me, I just feel like I'm worthy of whatever I get. Yeah. So that doesn't come up too much for me because I know going back to me always feeling like I was destined for more I'm gonna really try not to feel guilty for feeling like I'm worthy of it yeah so I probably won't talk an awful lot about it to people that I I don't know I'll talk to you know to close friends and family but um because money's not something I'm necessarily comfortable talking about but I am working on my money mindset to make that that better yeah. And you did mention um, before we started this conversation that you do feel like you can make a lot of money like that. And that when you said it, even it did feel very natural. Like it was just like, oh, yeah. yeah, this is a thing. Right. And so it's clearly been embodied in who you be and who you show up as. Um, so I am curious, since you brought up kind of the money mindset piece, mm -hmm. what is the fear? What is your biggest fear around money? Oh, good question. So for me, I think the fear is around asking for it. And I know this is very pivotal to having a business because <laughs> you have to ask your clients for your fee. Um, <laughs> um, so when, for me and what, you know, I think about money, I think about freedom rather than tangible notes. You know, I think I've been told that money is abundant and money is energy and it is flowing and when I learned that that felt great and very reassuring um but again yeah I think more about what is what does money mean to me and then as I say that money means freedom or a particular lifestyle or you know these gorgeous things that I could do with my family and my friends and, and my dog um and so the fear around money probably comes up more on the the talking about it knowing that I'm worthy of it in terms of pricing for services and stuff like that. I think um, maybe within that corporate space, I know where I fit and I know that I could go for this job or this job 
based on this particular salary because I know my skill set and I know that industry inside out. And so maybe then when you pivot into a new space or a new business venture, and I know you need to do all sorts of competitor analysis and stuff like that, um, but maybe the fear comes around there, like, am I overpricing services? Am I underpricing services? And just taking the time. And, and that's why I did a lot of the courses that I did to just understand what good looks like. Um, so yeah, probably fear around that. Yeah. And what I'm hearing you describe is certainty versus uncertainty in, yes. in very simple con context, right? The certainty in a corporate framework and structure around this is where I fit in. Like there's certainty mm -hmm. around that versus the uncertain, you know, entrepreneur business landscape. Like you can really create whatever you want it to be and look like and whatever price point. So this is actually, I think, another strong area where people struggle is how do I price my services or my products? Is there any type of formula or any thoughts or advice around how you did it or what you learned from, from the courses yeah. you've taken? Yeah, so um, one of the things that really helped me was to um, get like a spreadsheet and to work out, you know, all of my overheads in my business, all of the things that I pay for, like I want to continue to have makeup, I want to continue to feed my dog the food he likes, I want to pay for my mortgage, you know, all of those things. So all of those are in a in a tracker. Um, and then I think about nice to have in there as well. Um, and then adding all that up, that obviously gives a figure. And then I also coupled that with the figure what I'd like to earn. Um, and then work that back then into a what does that look like per month? And then what would that look like how many clients is that, for example, and then what could that service be? Um, so then doing a little bit of market research around, you know, what are other people tending to charge around this and how much experience do they have? What are they doing for that price? Um, and one of the best pieces of advice I had was, would I be confident to show up and sell at that price? And if, you know, if everybody would like to charge loads, wouldn't they? But yeah, if I couldn't yeah. sell it, if I couldn't show up and be like, it's $5,000, um, then no one's going to want to buy it. So I'd rather set a price that feels energetically aligned to me that I'm comfortable to say, do you know what? That feels really good to me. I know that's value. And actually, I'd rather make people feel like they've got more value because then I feel like they'll want to continue to, to partner with me and become, you know, a, a client for a long, long time or refer me or, or whatever. But yeah, I think that was the best piece of advice that I had was whatever price you charge, just know that you can comfortably talk about it. Yep, absolutely. You bring up a good point. And this is actually talked about in a book called The Abundance Project. Um, there's an exercise in it where it talks about, okay, what price would feel like icky, like not a good price mm -hmm. to charge? What price feels like, okay, comfortable, could talk about it, no problem. What price feels like a little bit stretchy, like, ooh, that would be mm -hmm. a little bit uh, extra or like uh, expanded to talk about. Yeah. And starting to practice, especially as you get more and more experience in your business, starting to practice that kind of expanded pricing, right? Yeah. So like, as you ch change and pivot your services and add more value, like starting to even be in practice of the speaking into, okay, these are my new prices and like playing in that energy, even yeah. if it's in a meditation or with your friends and family, people you're comfortable with, but starting that process, yeah. because I think that's the, that's the best way to play with it. Right. And then I love that. What's really powerful about that is then you actually get people who are like, oh, 
that's it. That's all it is. And, it, and it's like, oh, okay. So it becomes yeah. energetic match when you can play in that space. Like, yes, this is the comfort level. And how much can I expand that into a little bit ah, more? So, I love that. Yeah. So good. That. So good. Um, so I'm curious to know, is there a, a game plan for your corporate exit strategy? Do you want to leave your job? What's, what's, your game plan yes I would I would like to I will let's say I will go full-time in my consultancy like I am absolutely adoring the clients that I'm working with and I I just get this new found buzz like you know it's truly lighting me up and one of the things that actually when I was thinking about all what you know what could I do and I was starting to explore different things at the start of the pandemic one of the things that actually pushed me the most more than the money side or anything was and I, somebody must have said it because it really resonated with me was serving more people mm. and I feel like in my corporate gorgeous gorgeous people but there's a finite amount and some of those are very grateful for what I offer and some of them you know don't couldn't care less about learning and development um, and they're few and far between but then the idea that in my own business, the amount of people that I could impact and serve and support at a completely different level, that was the thing that really, really drives me. And that's what I know is the driving force behind what I'm doing. So with that in mind, um, I just want to keep, I've got my plan worked out, like we talked about of, you know, what does pricing look like and how much I want to be able to know that I've got to a consistent place to be able to comfortably move. So right now I'm doing a lot of client work, obviously building that up, um, hiring a social media manager because that bit is not my forte. And I feel like that's gonna get me out there to keep networking with people, engage with people, for people to know I'm there. So really I'm trying, I've got systems built. I couldn't be an OBM and not have systems myself. So I've been building my own systems out. I'm trying to do all of that stuff that I can do before work, after work, weekends now. And whilst I'm building up that revenue so I can be at a point that, you know, matches at least my corporate and then move from there. Love it. I love it. Um, oh, I had a good question and now I forgot it. It'll come that happens to me all the time. <laughs> I know. I was like, ooh, oh, I remember. Okay. Yeah. It was more of a statement. Um, are you familiar with Joe Dispenza? I'm not, no. Okay. Joe Dispenza is amazing. Okay. Kind of like a, a Tony Robbins, but he, Joe Dispenza works on like the meditation and science and epigenetics mm-hmm. and um, just the philosophy of like motivation and a lot of things from a mindset standpoint, but he's a very sciencey guy. So he basically all this mindset stuff for that, for some people who haven't learned it or haven't been in the personal development space are like, ah, oh, that seems a little wonky or whatever, you know, sometimes human design for some people is like, oh, I don't know about all that. Yeah. <laughs> he's the one that puts the actual science behind it, which is phenomenal. Oh. So he's really creating these systems and processes of the science. But he actually has, and I'll find it and send you the YouTube link, a um, talk where he talks about levels of motivation intrinsically. And you've mentioned this a few times, that's why I want to bring it up. Money motivation on the scale, I don't remember all five of them, on the scale of all five, it's like level three. Mm-hmm. So it's not the highest form of motivation for us. Impact motivation is. So he talks about how if we can tune in to and tap into our intrinsic 
motivation of how we want to impact the world around us. Now we're really in flow state and in this um, mindset that allows us to one, create the bigger impact we desire, but the feelings of fulfillment are also greater, right? And what's also really powerful about that is more and more money does come. So it's kind of this like by default, money obviously comes in because you're making a bigger impact. So yeah. I think that's really important um, for the audience to kind of tune into is like, to your point, it's not about making 10K months or all the money in the world or this and that. Because then you have a lot of the guilt around like, well, should I want that and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. if you can focus your motivation on the impact. Now everything flows really, really effectively. So I will be looking at that. Yeah. I'll send you the, the specific, you. specific video I'm talking about here. Awesome. Um, I would love, uh, before we wrap up here, for you to introduce any way for people to connect with you, if there's anything around your services that you would like to share and who specifically you help, um, yeah. feel free to share that. Amazing. Thank you. Well, it's STM Consultancy. My full name is Sophie Tamara Morris. Um, and if you actually look at any of my materials they're covered in palm trees because apparently Tamara means palm tree <laughs> and I love palm trees so that worked out well didn't it <laughs> um yeah I don't think my mum knew that when she named me it um so yes I offer online business manager services to high achieving entrepreneurs who just want to reclaim that zone of genius and that CEO status they set their business up to be um and then on the other side is the course creation element so I really there's loads of incredible courses out there but the ones that mean the most to me are the transformational ones with impact so I help people make courses with that in mind um so yeah if anybody wants to reach out I'm at Sophie T Morris on Instagram and yeah I'd love to just say hi <laughs> awesome. I love it thank you so much thank Sophie. you so much I appreciate your time and just the energy that you brought around the conversation of impact and letting it be okay that we're living in an era where you can have a corporate job, you can have a business, you can truly have it all. And you're living proof of that. So I really Thank appreciate you. you. Thank you're you so welcome. much. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm.